All right. <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. It's nice to see you all here, both in person and online. Um, so we're going to begin with a 30-minute guided meditation um, that's going to focus on just cultivating presence. Um, for those of you who've been here before, it's, um, it's a kind of practice that I call three-point awareness practice where I'll give you three different anchors to be aware of. Um, uh, sounds in the environment, the sensations in your hands, and the sensations of your breath. Don't worry um, about knowing what all this involves. I'll guide you through it each step of the way. Um, if certain steps feel like difficult or complicated, just don't do them. Um, for example, I'll say right away that some people, when they bring awareness to the breath, the breath can actually feel tighter and constrict. You know, being conscious of the breath actually makes the breath feel like more constricted and 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 tense. Um, it can happen sometimes, uh, even for people who've been sitting for long periods of time. And if that proves to be the case for you, where you feel like, oh gosh, I mean. Now that I'm actually paying attention to the breath is starting to feel like really unpleasant and tight. Um, feel free just to not worry about the breath. You'll have plenty of other things to, to attend to. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know how much experience everyone in the room has. If you're relatively new to meditation, then the, a couple of things I encourage you to do is to find as comfortable position as you can get in, because this will be um, about 30 minutes um, sitting in this position. And if you get uncomfortable during the meditation, don't worry about moving to get comfortable. But what I would encourage you to do is actually move in as deliberate and mindful a way as possible so that even when you're moving, you're still practicing awareness. So, um, and um, yeah, let's just let's just do it, and then we'll talk a little bit afterwards. Okay, okay. Um, so please just get in a position where the back is straight, but not rigid, and the front side, your chest and your belly, are not hunched over, so that your breath can move freely, so the lungs the belly, the chest can all expand without hindrance. That's the key. And just take a few slow, deep breaths, inhaling in through the nose and out through your slightly open mouth, drawing both the in and the out breath out, making them nice and slow. Feel the whole body inflate with air. And you might even visualize your spine as being like one of those long, thin balloons that people make balloon animals out of. And as you breathe in, visualize your spinal column being filled and inflated with air. And feel the back lengthen as you breathe in. 
And now let your mouth gently close and let the breath move in and out through your nose and no longer extending the breath artificially, but letting your breath now find its own natural rhythm. The breath may sometimes feel quick and shallow at other times deeper and slower and sometimes just kind of erratic, uneven. And all of those are fine. Just let the breath breathe itself at its own pace. Now please bring your awareness to the spots where your body is making contact with something that's supporting its weight. So perhaps the sensations in your buttocks, perhaps the spots of your legs, whether it be your feet or your knees or your thighs that are touching the ground. And maybe your back if it's being supported by a seat. Just feel the sensations produced by the contact that your body is making with whatever is supporting its weight right now. After a long day of work and study, it's very likely that our center of gravity, so to speak, is up in our head. You know, we're thinking, we're caught up with, you know, memories, feelings from the day, ruminating on things, planning perhaps what to do tonight or tomorrow. So one of the reasons to bring our awareness into the body and especially the parts of the body that are making contact with something beneath us is to help bring that center of gravity down, down from the head into the body and to where the body is making contact with the earth. Feel the earth beneath you, how solid and firm it is, supporting you, supporting all of us. Now we'll start tuning into the three different meditative anchors that I mentioned. And the first one will be sounds. So just open your hearing up so that it just receives whatever sounds there may be in the space around you. 
And you're not listening in some active way where you're trying to pick out sounds or identify sounds. Rather, picture yourself as being like a satellite dish, just passively receiving all the sound waves around you. Not picking or choosing one over the other, but trying to receive them all, just as vibrations moving through the air. You might be hearing the buzzing of the lights, sound of the wind outside, the movement of people in your building, whatever it may be. Just hear all of it in an open and receptive way. And when thoughts pull you away from sounds so that you forget to listen for a while, when you get caught up in thinking about this or that, when you notice that, just acknowledge that you've been pulled away by thought and gently and without any judgment, bring your awareness back to the sounds around you. And you have to do this over and over again, and that's totally fine. And now while you continue listening to sounds in this way, please include in your awareness the sensations that you can feel in your hands. The feel of the air on the skin of your hands, the sensations in the muscles and tissue of your hands, the palms, the fingers. At first, you may not be able to hold the sounds around you and the sensations in your hands in awareness simultaneously. And if that's the case, just move back and forth once in a while, feeling the hands and listening for sounds. But once in a while, try to hold both in awareness simultaneously. And with practice and time, more and more you'll be able to hold both at the same time.
And now while you continue listening to sounds and feeling the sensations in your hands, please add a third and final meditative anchor, the sensations of your breath. And you can follow the breath in one of three different spots. In the tip of your nose, where you feel the air entering and exiting your nostrils. Or in the center of your chest, where the chest rises and falls as you breathe in and out. Or you could feel the sensations in your belly that are associated with the rise and fall of your breath. Pick whichever one of those breath points feels easiest and most natural for you to follow and use that as your third anchor. One of the positive things about using three anchors as we're doing is that it's inviting us to have an open kind of awareness. It's not a laser tight awareness, just focusing on one thing at a time. You can't hold all three anchors in awareness if your awareness is too narrow or tight. So let your awareness be soft and open. It's the only way to hold all three things simultaneously. That means you'll also feel the rest of your body. You'll notice other kinds of sensations and that's totally fine. The point of using these three anchors is not to exclude everything else, but just help us stay present. That's it, just help us stay here and now in our body in this moment. So just keep returning to this moment by using these three anchors. Thoughts and emotions will come and perhaps even carry you away for a little while. That's totally normal. So when they do notice what kinds of thoughts, what kinds of feelings are tugging at your mind, acknowledge them, 
And then each time, with as much patience as you can muster, just gently return to your three anchors. There may be thoughts that emerge about how your meditation is going. Perhaps thoughts about why you can't do it as well as you'd like or why it isn't feeling the way you think it's supposed to. Perhaps judgments about how well or badly you're doing. When you notice such thoughts, just see them as thoughts, not as a truth and then just return to the present moment by using your three anchors, breath, sounds, and hands. One particularly interesting kind of thought to notice is the thought 
that judges whether something is pleasant or unpleasant, whether you like or dislike a certain feeling. Often, moment by moment, we're constantly labeling certain feelings or sensations, good or bad, pleasant or unpleasant. Just notice those kinds of subtle judgments and see them too as just thoughts. When you notice yourself judging something as good or bad, pleasant or unpleasant, that you like or dislike something, you might even try labeling that or noting it by saying liking, disliking, pleasant, unpleasant. By naming your thoughts, naming your judgments, you create a little bit of space between yourself and that judgment. It helps you see those judgments as just thoughts. I try noting in that way. But after you note, remember to return to your anchors.
at this moment, can you hear the sounds around you? At this moment, can you feel the sensations in your hands? By keeping our awareness on these three anchors, 
Once again, we're not trying to exclude anything else. Just using these anchors to create a space of awareness that's grounded in the present moment. So if you feel any discomfort in the body, can you feel that discomfort within the container of this wide open awareness? Letting the discomfort be there as part of your experience, experience of the present moment.
Okay, it's been 30 minutes. Please just slowly take your time moving your body. Feel free to stretch. And we'll begin talking in just a bit. So, hi everyone. Don't know how that was for everyone. I'd love to hear um, when I open the floor up for discussion in a bit. Um, I don't... I don't know how much I have to say tonight. I mean, I was thinking about um, what kind of practice I want to do tonight, what kind of topic I want to speak about. And I just kept feeling like I wanted to focus on the simplicity of practice tonight. You know, it's just about being here, being present with whatever we're like, whatever we're experiencing in the moment, pleasant, unpleasant, whatever it is. There are a lot of other interesting things to talk about at various times about working with difficult feelings, different kinds of techniques and practices, but and I feel like um, it's important for me to remember that in the end, it's actually very simple. You know, it's just just being with whatever our life is like, moment by moment. Um, simple to say, not always easy to do. It needs to be acknowledged. Um, It's interesting why it's not easy to do. <laughs> you know, what is it about the present that, um, that it can sometimes feel difficult to be there, where sometimes we'd almost rather be anywhere, you know? Um, and not even because something particularly bad is happening, not, not, not even because we're feeling particularly, you know, pain or full of suffering, but just kind of the small ordinary ways that we just like to take flight from the present. Um, I, was, I was thinking earlier today that sometimes it's like, I almost, you know, like, I think of the um, that tendency we have to 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 think as almost being like a kind of habitual kind of muscle tension, which we're used to carrying, you know. Um, and when we're just in the present moment, it's like there's a kind of like just an opening, a relaxing of that habitual kind of tension. It's like I, I, I almost have to use the word like a cramp. Like we have a cramp that we carry around with us. Um, 
and we just, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable and we can get sick and tired of it, but when it's not there, it feels so like sometimes like it's unfamiliar and we want to, re- we want to revert back to at least what's familiar. Yeah. And so we tighten up, um, not even because we're fleeing something, not because something, anything dramatic is happening. Um, I think I had a few of those experiences over the last day or two where I was like, you know, feeling fine, nothing particularly bad, but feeling also like uh, I didn't always want to be just in my body. I was, you know, wanted to sometimes just like, just be thinking, you know. Um, So I think that's, it's why it's also, you know, it's good to keep it simple because sometimes we can make a bigger deal of the more intense kinds of suffering than and get it kind of like out of proportion, like as if like that is really what we're dealing with all the time when, you know, um, my friend Ezra liked to talk about mindfulness practice or, or presence as a little bit like blue collar work. You know, it's just, sometimes it's just, it's not, it's not sexy, it's not dramatic. It's just returning moment by moment to the present. It's staying there because, and working against this kind of like very deep tendency we have to just want to be distracted, you know, want to be elsewhere. Um, so I don't know if any of anyone in the room or online can relate to that, you know, where there's not even like any particular reason we need to be thinking about something or any particular thing that we're trying to flee from. That's so hard to deal with, but, um, but still, it, we leave the moment anyway, you know, and it just takes the kind of patient work of bring it back moment after moment. Bernie, hi. Who is this? Stacy. Hello, Stacy. I think part of this is because we lead too busy a life and we're multitasking all day long. And even when I, even when I try not to do so, I try to concentrate on just attention on one thing. I find myself getting back in that, in that roller of, of uh, what do I have to do next? And what can I do now to save time for later, whatever. I just think we're too busy at, for one thing. Um, and anyway, that's all I just wanted to say. It, it's, it's the reason we think beyond what we're we're meditating on or the sound or the breath or the hand I think is because our minds are just very busy too busy that's what I had to say (laughs) Stacy I think there's a lot to that for sure and I think also sometimes we're our worst enemies why we we a lot of the business not all not all by any means but there are, there are definitely ways in which I think I make myself busier than I need to be, you know, um, sometimes. Um, I'm already busy enough. And then for some reason, I decide to add these extra deadlines and extra pressures on myself. Um, almost as if I want to be in that kind of spinning state sometimes. But the interesting thing, Stacey, is there are times where I'm actually not busy and still I feel, you know, this, this urge to, you know, come up with things to worry about. Like, I don't have something to worry about. Oh, wait, I better find something to worry about, <laughs> you know? Oh. But thank you for sharing that. I totally, I totally agree, yeah. The world is not our friend when it comes to this practice, <laughs> that is for sure. 
um, so I'm glad I'm glad that you just jumped in there, Stacey, because um, I didn't have much more to offer than just this kind of like I think the the just wanting to remind myself and share this re reminder of the simplicity of practice. Like it really is, it's, it can seem kind of highfalutin and complicated and all nuanced, but it's actually so basic, right? And that's good to remember sometime. And then just, I think the, one of the reasons it's so important to remember that is because of this tendency that seems to go very deep of wanting for some reason not to be present or finding difficulty being present, you know? even when it's the most precious feeling to have when we, when we actually let ourselves experience it. So does anyone else have anything they'd like to share? Yeah, Edmund, please. Yeah, hi. Um, something that I've been struggling with more recently, just because I've kind of been burning the candle at both ends this semester is, it's not always, but sometimes it's, it's kind of the opposite of what Stacey was talking about with the mind racing. And it's just intense fatigue during practice to the point where like the mind is still, but for the wrong reasons. Cause I'm like almost asleep. And like, I'm wondering, I guess, ways you found that can kind of like bring you more energy and awareness when you're kind of in that almost trance like state, because you know, I feel like the, the typical thing for me and for I think most of us here is that mind racing. You need to kind of bring it constantly back and rein it in. But I've had sittings go by really quickly where I've just kind of been almost asleep recently just because of that. And I'm wondering, how do I keep myself perked up despite that? Uh, it's, it's a really interesting, good question, Edmund. I don't, I don't um, you know, I don't know if I have a um, simple answer. I mean, the first thing I'm tempted to say is actually, again, just be with what it's like, you know, um, and not assume it's something that has to be fixed. Um, and, um, and just experience what it's like to feel that flatness, that exhaustion. Um, and really in a very rigorous way, practice not picking or choosing, right? Um, and um, see what emerges. And then also, I think just much more down to earth things like, you know, practicing while moving, like walking, things like that. And then, you know, yeah, yeah, I, but that, those are the two things I would say, you know, um, yeah. But really the first would be um, maybe just sit with, like, like dive into that, into that feeling. Yeah. Even if it means sometimes just falling asleep. So like, really, what does it feel like to be um, it might be interesting to see what comes up, you know, and then you might say, no, this is just a waste of time, but you know, yeah, you should probably, or go to sleep, probably more to the point. <laughs> if I can add something uh, to that, Bernie, I know I've asked you that same question before. Um, Tuesday evening is a, is a tough one for me to stay awake because it's my toughest teaching day, and um, I'm not sure who in the room asked that question, but I pretty much have this problem every single time I come to this group. <laughs> I'm just exhausted. And yet um, you come. It's amazing. And yet I come. And one of the things I started to experiment with is meditating during different times of day for, for shorter periods. Um, so like in the morning, you know, I did 15 minutes or something this morning and 
I stayed awake, but I was also so much more prone to the racing mind because I knew I had this full day ahead of me and I, I couldn't get my brain to, you know, shut up <laughs> and slow down. So it's kind of like a pick your poison thing. Like I used to be frustrated about the fact that this is um, such a sleep, a sleep prone time for me. And I felt like it was ruining my meditation, but like, you know, the alternative is that I have this other problem when I'm too awake. So I've, I've also come to, in certain ways, appreciate the, the, the trance that I still follow. I just did it. You know, I just did what the person who was just speaking is describing exactly, you know, um, teetering on the edge of like a trance and then falling asleep. Like, frankly, you know, it still happens every time, but it's actually kind of like, by, by contrast to the really, truly racing mind I sometimes experience in trying to do this work too, it's actually like kind of pleasant. It's, it's Brynn, it's so wonderful that, that you're here. I'm so <laughs> impressed. <laughs> I guess I should say that for like a lot of the people here on, at this hour. Um, also, oh, you, you didn't see, you didn't see because your eyes were closed, but you were actually levitating. So you were actually in a, in a really amazing state. <laughs> I yeah, noticed. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah. I just want to say, jumping off, going back to what Edmund said, I think in a really early class with for me, with you, Bernie, I said, I slept through that whole meditation or someone said it and you said, I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to relax enough to sleep, or I'm so glad that you had a good nap, something really lovely. So now every time I fall asleep, which is pretty regularly, I just let myself and then I come out of it. And it, yeah, it's no longer, it feels like not a problem. I agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we adults, we need nap time too. Like why? <laughs> So yeah, no, this is great. And then it's not, it's not every minute, right? It's not every, every moment of the sitting, right? So yeah. Mary, did you want to say something? I saw you unmuted. Yeah, I think, um, I I guess the most important thing is for people to get to know themselves and figure out what they want and um, to stick in the moment and follow through if you can. <laughs> and it's okay, everything's okay. <laughs> you know, whether you sleep or nod or you know, as long as you're listening to what your own self wants to do or needs to do. Obviously, people need to or want to tune into you and appreciate everything that you do for everybody. And it makes sense to them. So thank you. Oh. Thank you, Mary. That's really nice. Um, I, and actually, I, I would say that's, it's a really, that's a, you, you said something very important, like listening to what we need or want. 
I mean, it's actually it's, so often we don't listen to ourselves when we're tired. Like, like Marnie, like how many times have you been tired, but actually pushed through and maybe, you know, drank some coffee and kept working or did something else to distract yourself to make, you know, so allowing ourselves to settle into fatigue and exhaustion is actually something important. And um, it, it's, it seems in our culture, like it's a bit of a failing, like we should be alert all the time, but actually letting ourselves, yeah, no, it's, I think that's actually really important. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so thank you for saying that, yeah. Did anyone have any questions or thoughts about the three-point awareness practice, just the specific practice we're doing tonight? If anyone had anything to ask about or to say about that, that's also, of course, welcome. Yeah. Hi, Hugh. Yeah, thanks, Bernie. Um, I just want to... Uh, come to something that came up for me when you go through that three-point awareness. Um, I think the order of doing sounds and then sensations in the hands and then coming to the sensations of breath kind of worked for me really well this time because when I listen to sounds, one of the prominent sounds is tinnitus and it's kind of horrible. And when I feel the sensations in my hands, one of the prominent sensations there is like achy kind of tingle thing that's like, it's unpleasant. And, and then coming to the breath, it's actually really easy to, to settle into like, yeah, there's pleasant aspects to all of this as well. And, and to, like, to accept all of those sensations as part of what's going on. Um, so for me, that worked. Uh, that that sequence worked pretty well, but also just generally, like it's, um, there are all these sensations. Some of them are like deeply pleasant, right? And some of them are like deeply irritating, and there they are. So that's great. Thanks, you. Yeah. Well, one thing I found is that that there's kind of a, a a potential problem with the three point. If if my mind is racing and I, I can't really concentrate, you know, I start going through this routine about, oh, maybe I'm trying to concentrate on too many things. Let's go back and just do the breath. And, you know, and <clears throat> it turns out to be kind of a, you know, a shell game about, about what's the what's the right combination to, to make it work. Sometimes it works beautifully and sometimes, you know, trying to, to get all those Anchors in line is another distraction. So what do you do, John? Do you just stick to one then? Has that, has that been effective for you? I, I wish I could say I had some, some consistent uh, uh, yeah. way of approach to it. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm pretty good about, uh, well, I, I guess my default is the breath and, I, and I'll, I'll say, go back to the breath. 
Um, yeah, and there are just some nights where no matter what we did, it would feel hard, right? It would just, we'd feel scattered. Yeah, and so that's for sure. And that's where I think having the kind of experience you have is so important, right? You've seen the long game, you know. Um, if I could, you. Uh, I, I, I see kind of in a similar way that a ship can have two kinds of anchors. There are kind of two kinds of anchors here too. One is what I would call depth anchor, where you say, I'm just going to put exclusive attention on one thing. And the breath is, is a good example for that. And kind of go deep into it. And, and it drops a long way and you follow it how far it goes. And the other is this kind of sheet anchor. You're putting something near the surface of the, of the waves and spreading it out to hold you steady and the sheet anchor for me works as this three-point thing um just different styles of finding things that will that you can keep coming back to right that that, that when your mind starts spinning then you can come back to these anchors but that, they don't have to be the depth anchor and again they don't have to be the sheet anchor uh, it'll work in different places yeah that's really well said um, I like these multi-point anchor practices because I think they um, help us feel, like get into a state where we realize that we can just feel everything that's going on in the body, at, you know, as part of our sort of open field of awareness. Um, and um, I've also come across so many students who have trouble with following the breath because it's a little bit like um, they get almost like triggered or there's so much anxiety bound up with the breath. So. I like finding other ways into concentration where it doesn't go through the breath, um, which is, is actually a, a surprisingly difficult anchor for, for many people. So, um, yeah. So it's one of the reasons why I do it in this order as well. So um, let the awareness settle and then let the breath emerge as another reference point, yeah. Okay, so it's 829. So if we if people wouldn't mind hanging around for just one more minute, if we could just sit in, in silence for a minute before we, we call it a night, okay? Um, and there won't be any guidance for this minute. It's just some do whatever works for you, following the breath or just sitting, enjoying the body. And I'll, I'll say when it's over. Thank you everyone for being here tonight. It's always wonderful to practice with everyone who comes. Thank you. Bernie. Good night. Thank you.
Jerome Bonoui. Thanks, Bernie.